Amen. First Samuel chapter four. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for the instruction that it has for our lives, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we can read this book, Lord, and just, uh, Lord, receive instruction, Lord, and just, uh, may we balance, Lord, our decision making, have discernment in order to things, Lord, and live for you, Lord, all the much more. And I pray we just take this to heart. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. First Samuel chapter four, we'll just kind of read through it and then, uh, <clears throat> we'll read through it and then go, go back through and, Go through it again. There's some parts that the Lord pointed out to me. It says, And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Excuse me. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer and Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines and they slew off the army in the field, about 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that it, when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people said to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims, And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth this noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the Ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been... There hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us! Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quit yourselves like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten. And they fled every man to his tent. And there was a very great slaughter for there fell of Israel about 30,000 footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli and Hophni and Phinehas were slain. And there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army and came to Shiloh the same day with his clothes rent and his earth upon his head. And when he came, lo, Eli sat sat upon a seat by the wayside, watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the voice of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled the day out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messengers answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy. And he had judged Israel forty years. 
And his daughter-in-law, Phineas, Phineas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women that stood by her and said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. And that's it. It's a pretty sad story. I mean, it's... I mean, I can't, I, you can only imagine as a Jew just reading this story and you're like, I just can't believe that just happened. I mean, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. And, uh, verse number one, the Bible says, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. You know what, Samuel, he was going around all Israel. He was known of all Israel. You look at verse number seven and he, uh, or chapter number seven. And verse number 15, where am I at? It says in yeah, chapter number 7 and verse number 15, <clears throat> and, and it says, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, and he went from year to year into circuit to Bethel and to Gilgal and to Mizpah and judged Israel in all those places. You know, he just, he was going around. He was known of all of Israel. And, uh, And even in verse number, chapter number three and verse number twenty, it says, "And all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord." And that verse there, and the word of Samuel came unto Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched against Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek. You know, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think Samuel knew anything about this when those men were going to die, Hophni and Phineas. He didn't have anything in this decision-making that they were going to go out to war. You know what I mean? This was Eli's decision. This was Hophni's decision. This was Phineas's decision. Samuel didn't have nothing to do with this. My opinion, that's just what I'm, th- I'm thinking. He was still a little bit younger than that, and he's going to watch this thing go off, and then after this whole thing takes place, you know what? He's, he's stepping up to the plate. Because now Eli's dead. Phineas is dead. Hophni's, you know, they're done. They're dead. 4,000 men died. And the Philistines put themselves array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto unto this, and it would come out among us that it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelt between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the, God, the ark of the covenant of God. You know what these guys do? They didn't stay close to God. Like how one brother preached at, uh, I forgot his name. Tom Bard. They had faith in it. That it may save us. 
You know, God's not a it. And these guys, they, they forsook the commandments. They didn't keep the commandments. They mocked at the sin offering. They didn't bother just com- committing to those things that Moses had taught. They mocked at the sin offering that Aaron was, you know, and they even, I mean, they didn't even, they didn't even learn from the strange fire from Aaron's sons. They must have just forgot about that somewhere along the line. And now they're, they're getting, they paid for it. No desire to do what's right. It's kind of in the world we're, we're in today. Nobody wants to do what's right. Everybody's kind of in the judges' days. Everybody's doing which is right in the sight of their own eyes. I mean, you look around that today and people don't even know what truth is anymore. It's just whatever you want to fab it up to be. That's what I believe. The inner, my phone told me so it must have been so. Bunch of junk. But the wages of sin is death. And here you find it, here you, here you get a read about it. What happened when they didn't listen? You know, Eli wouldn't restrain them. We're living in a day and age today where people don't even restrain their kids. They were, he didn't do it back then. I mean, you can't spank your kids. You shouldn't correct your kids. You shouldn't give them a time out. No. No, you better restrain your kids. Or they'll die. End up in jail. End up down the road in a gutter. It's been there. Better heed the warning signs. Better just read the book and, and learn from what happened to somebody else. And not go down that path. Pastor Farley, he preached a message. It was called, Things in the Church That Came Straight Out of Hell. (laughs) It was a comforting message. (laughs) But in his message, he was talking about uh, torment. And he pulls that passage out of Luke, you know, the rich man, and he pulls these passages up, you know, self-will, send somebody else, you know what I mean, being selfish. And he pulls all these great things out of the passage. And he says, all this is in the church. And he says, and then he starts going off on things that torment him. And his things, well, his things that torment him was bossy women <laughs> and weak men. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know where in the world... Those things got switched around, but he goes, that's the society we're in today. And I was like, that's kind of right. Bunch of men are effeminate these days. Unwilling to restrain their kids. Unwilling to be a little bit more masculine. You know what I mean? Just because I'd love to talk to one of these gender study people because I've never even heard this story. What, you know, if it's, I don't even want to go down that path of, we, we all know what man is and what woman is, all right? It's common sense. You know, and, unless you're out in the world, but uh, you know what 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 does that? Because a guy cries. Now, if you're painting your fingernails and putting eyelashes on, you know what I mean, and you're a guy, that's weird. But if you're crying, I mean, over something real, that don't make you a girl. 
That don't make you a sissy. You ain't going to stand up there in heaven and tell Peter and Paul and David that they wasn't wussies for crying. (laughs) Especially David. You know what I mean? Ain't going to happen. I ain't going to say he's going to beat you up, but I mean, there's no way. Just because you cry and you're a man don't make you weak. Makes you weak is not standing up for what's right. We need more men to stand up. We need more women to stand up too. It's okay to be bold. You better make sure the Lord's with you. You know, you can teach your kids about the commandments, about that fire. When that fire, the Lord came down. Teach them about when the Lord's just going to speak to you. Teach them to listen to the Lord. Teach them to listen to other people. Some other preacher come out there and tell them, nope, we only listen to the one guy that always gets up there and preaches. Well, there's a lot of book in here from a lot of different prophets and a lot of different people. And the Lord put them all in one book. Better listen. Have faith in the Lord and don't forget His Word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Watch what He's going to do. They don't want to have faith in just an it. Like it says over there in verse number 3. Verse number 4 and 5 says, So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark, the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelt between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas were with the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant, when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so the earth rang. You know what? They, they grabbed this thing and they don't even know God. This was their God. And that Bible says over there in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse number 12 says, Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. And these are the priests. They said, you know what? We ain't even going to pray. We ain't even going to do nothing. What we're going to do, we're just going to go grab the Ark of the Covenant and we're going to take it out because, you know what? This thing was blessed back then. This thing will help us. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Best of luck to you, buddy. I liked it. I got faith in the God. But they didn't. They trusted in the thing that was keeping, that had the Ten Commandments in it. Even though they was unwilling to keep them. They weren't willing to listen. Not willing to obey. Obedience. Just doing your own will. And that starts taking over. You'll have faith in all kinds of different stuff. You'll look for other stuff to help you instead of the Lord. Other stuff to fix your problems. And other stuff can't deliver you. No disrespect to the Ark of the Covenant. You know. But my faith ain't in that. 
And it says that, that earth rang. I don't, you know, I don't know. I imagine that was probably like a sporting event. Could have been reference over there to chapter number three and verse number 11. It says, and everyone that heareth it, that heareth it shall their, their ear will tingle. But you ever be like a sport event and they just, thousands of people cheering and screaming. Sound like that earth ring. Be kind of intimidating. I mean, you get around that. I mean, it's, they got those decibel meters at football. Is that what they're called? At the football stadiums. How loud can it get before your eardrums pop? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't remember. I think Seattle was one of the loudest. Is that, is that right still? I got no idea, but Seattle, and then they got all these other stadiums that can, what are they called? The 13th person. 12, thank you. I don't even know. They, get, they, they scream so loud that the people down the field can't hear the play being called. That loud. And the earth rang. And the stadium rang. That loud. And we need some of that in the church house, amen? We need some of that out on the street corner. Shouting about the Lord. People talking about the Lord. People just passing out tracks. Let that word ring in their heart. Have it help them. You know, if you're going to go into battle, you better you better get a hold of God in prayer. Whatever your struggle might be, we're all going to have to go up against a battle against something. David did. He had to go up against a giant. But you know what helped David when he went up against that giant? He fought a bear first. And he got a victory over that. Then he fought a lion. And he got a victory over that. So when he came up to that battle against that giant, he said, and God's going to deliver him right into my hand. This guy's nothing. Took a rock, put it right between his eyes, and went and cut off his head with a sword. Amen. <laughs> I love that story. That story should be preached once a year at least. <laughs> I'm talking about having faith in God, not having faith in a rock. David knew that. Hophni and Phineas didn't know that. Anyhow. Verses number six and eight, first Samuel chapter four. It says, And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth this noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. <clears throat> and the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. You know, it's interesting he mentions these plagues. 
and these Egyptians. Because there was no ark then. Ark wasn't even ark covenant wasn't even made yet. But they knew about that. I mean, the, <clears throat> the ark, the, the, the Red Sea. You know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And but it, that, then you get the Jordan, where the priests bear the ark before them. And the priest's ark, the priest's feet enter there, entered by faith. God rested on the waters there, and those waters rested all the way up to Adam. And that ark was there, and that ark went before him. It's kind of like a symbol of God going before him into the promised land. But it wasn't God, this ark, this covenant. Might be some symbolism there, but. <clears throat> No, but they didn't reference none of that. They didn't reference Jericho. They didn't reference them crossing the Red Sea. They didn't reference any of the battles that they fought with that. I mean, that ark went around seven times Jericho, and then they blew the trumpets, and walls came down, shout. Didn't reference that. You know, it's amazing how many Bible stories lost people know. It really is. You can talk to somebody, you know, inevitably they, they've heard something about God. And more than likely not, they're probably going to inappropriately apply it. Something they heard. Doesn't mean we can't build upon that faith, that little seed that they have. Doesn't mean we still can't tell them about the Lord a more imperfect way. But it's written on most people's hearts, on people's hearts, excuse me, I retract that statement. It's written on man's heart. We, you know there's a God out there. They just haven't called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ yet. I mean, you just, it says you're without excuse looking out there. Philistines know this. They said, man, they're God. Watch out. And it gets to this verse, verse number nine. And this guy, I mean, be strong and quit yourselves like men. You heard that saying before? Turn over there, first Corinthians chapter number six. Hold your place there and turn over to first Corinthians chapter number sixteen. First Corinthians chapter number 16, it says, Watch ye, and verse number 13, I apologize. Watch ye, stand fast in the face, faith, quit yourself, quit you like men, be strong. There ain't a doubt in my mind that Paul never, Paul had read this story and over and over and over. He read this story over and over. I mean, this was like the, the David and Goliath to us, you know what I mean? I mean, man, as a Jew, 
They came in, killed Eli, killed the priests, and then they stole the Ark of the Covenant. Are you kidding me? This happened? And you know what the victory speech is? You know, not the victory speech, but the, the hoorah, let's go get them, let's fight, let's go take this stuff. We don't want to be servants to those Hebrews. You want to know what it was? It was this guy. This is what it was. Be strong. Quit yourselves like men, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. Paul writes that back there. Quit yourself like men. I know he read this and was just like, man. Quit yourself like men. There was a religious man. His ears tingling as he read that. His heart's wandering. Mind's wandering. And how did this happen? And this was the Philistines' word of encouragement to fight. Forever recorded as God's Word. You're going to think on that when you refuse to listen to somebody. Did you catch that? I mean, the Philistines want to say it first. Not Paul. Better quit yourself like men. Be strong. Fight. Now granted, this is a fight and sword. Paul said fight the good fight of faith. And he read this. These Philistines, his words now are ever recorded as the word of God. Just to be in the battle. Be in that fight. The reproofs of instruction are the way of life. You gotta listen. And you know what they did? They listened. And the Philistines fought. Verse number 10, and Israel was smitten and they fled every man into his tent and there was a very great slaughter for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. And the ark of God was taken. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas were slain. 30,000 men dead. The ark was taken. Two priests slain. That's pretty violent. First Samuel chapter number 2 and verse number 34 says, And this shall be a sign unto thee. This is what the prophet said to Eli. And this shall be a sign unto thee that you shall come upon thy two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. <coughs> And in one day they shall both die of them. And God told you so. You're going to reap what you sow. He told you to restrain them. Isaiah 55. We, some people, they like to quote that verse. His, his word shall not return void. You know, there's a before part to that verse and there's an after part to that verse. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. There's a difference if 
I can just get up here in my own flesh and own will and start quoting Scripture, and it might not do anything for you. But if the Lord sends it, like the Lord sent it to him here in verse number 34, then we get over here and read it. You know what? It accomplished the thing it said it was going to do. The Lord told you. He said that's what was going to happen. And I sent a messenger to you, and you didn't listen, and you didn't hearken. And that's what happened. Probably could have been avoidable. He restrained his kids. I said, probably could have been avoidable had he restrained his kids. You know, you want to stay close to God. Make right decisions. I don't know, discernment's kind of been a lingering thought in my mind. I think maybe pastor preached on it, but then it's just kind of, you know, you see a lack of it when you read Proverbs. People don't have discernment anymore. Eli, maybe he just didn't want to offend his kids. Maybe he thought it was too late. Man, it ain't too late. You can change. They can change. Better make a change before it's too late. Twelve and thirteen it says, And then there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army and came to Shiloh that same day with his clothes rent and with earth upon his head. And when he come, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside, watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it all, the city cried out. You know what? That's not the way I want to end in the ministry. It's not. Sitting on the wayside. Sitting. I want to be in the fight. I don't want to just be thinking about a possession. And I got some nice guns. Really nice guns. I don't want to have those just, oh, if my guns get, we're we're all, the guns are getting taken away. We all know this, whatever, maybe you don't. Washington passed something. You know what? I don't care. Oh, they took our guns. So what? I still got mine. But I'm not going to have that be the focus and that my clear focus and sidetrack me and I'd be in the wayside when there's a whole country out there that's dying and going to hell because I'm worried about a possession. No disrespect to the Ark of the Covenant. He knew his sons were going to die. Concerns and regrets and all that settling in. You know, when that city cried out, you know, it was a sad day. Verse number 14, 15, when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. Notice how Eli got his answer. He heard it. 
But notice it says up there, it says he was watching. And the man of Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching. But it also says that his eyes were dim that he could not see. Better listen. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing, amen. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. His eyes were dim that he could not see. Verses number 16 and 17. Then the man said to Eli, I am that came out of the army, and I fled that day out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons, also Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. No, he never expected that. Never expected that the ark was going to be taken. An old famous outline that some preachers preached. I don't know. I even tried to look for it. Who came up with it? But we've all heard it, and it's it should be memorized. I don't have it memorized, so I had to write it down. It says, sin will take you farther than you want to go. And it will keep you longer than you want to stay. And it will cost you more than you want to pay. It cost him something here. It cost him. Verse number 18, it came to pass when he made mention of the ark that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck break and he died for he was an old man and heavy and he had judged Israel 40 years. You know what? It cost him everything. It cost him his life. It cost him his sons. It cost him the ark. It cost him his life. You know, I was talking with a brother about God and here just a little bit, bit ago how God calls stuff. God calls sin, sin. He calls light, light. He calls salt, salt. I mean, it's a black and white. I mean, God is merciful and gracious and He's loving and long-suffering, but even in this passage, I see the careful wording of God and His prophet. It says, for He was an old man and heavy. You know, I don't expect that that, fe- that uh, heavy meant he was muscular. <laughs> Bible don't call him fat. Call him heavy. God's merciful, ain't he? Even though he judged everybody here, he judged his Eli, he judged his sons, he says, you know what? He was heavy. And that's merciful. And that's gracious. I notice even it, it doesn't even call him blind. In verse number 15, it says, Now Eli was 98 years old and his eyes were dim that he could not see. Most of us will probably say he was blind. God said, no. No, he wasn't blind like the Pharisees. His eyes were just a little dim that he couldn't see. There is a difference. And God, with God, there's a difference. God's wording here and God's grace towards His prophet, even this, God didn't want that to happen. But He had to. God said it. 
And it's going to be so. Verse number 19 through 22, And his daughter-in-law Phineas, and his daughter-in-law Phineas's wife was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings of the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman stood by her, said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast born a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child of Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Don't ever forget that sin will affect your family. Don't ever forget it. Your sin will affect your family. There's sorrow here. Phineas is dead. There's grief. And she can't bear it. You know, this it's not hurting anyone else. That's a lie from the devil. The sin will hurt you. You, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad, your relatives, even this unborn. Oh, look about it. It hurt in the church house. I know. Thank you for the encouragement. (laughs) But it will. Sin will hurt you. And the people around you. Don't forget it. You don't think it will? Reread this passage. Reread it and say, why'd all that happen? Sin. It says, and she said, the glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Amen. It's Sunday school here. All born again believers. You know what? You stick close to God, and He will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Turn over there to Romans chapter 8. We'll read this and we'll be done. I'll leave on our words of encouragement. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 37 says, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this word, Lord. And just, uh, Lord, like I said, may we, may we just heed it, Lord, and just uh, learn from it. Lord, I just thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen.